Moncrief on News Talk with the Dacia Duster. Shockingly affordable and now with three months deferred payments too. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. As the nice man said there, Mairead Lavery joins us once again. Afternoon, Mairead. Afternoon. Uh, is it a bit drizzly down where you are? It's absolutely shocking. Right. I'm, lo- <laughs> I'm looking out at a bunch of fat lambs that we have here. And sheep, when, they, um, when the rain comes down on top of them, you think they'd kind of cuddle in under a ditch or cuddle into each other. No, they stand like statues. And they just look so miserable. Their feces are gone really long on them. And, um, all the, you know, they want to go into the shed. <laughs> they just want to go in and get dry. Yeah. But anyway, you couldn't be putting them in when they're wet like this because it would, they'd end up getting pneumonia and it wouldn't do them any good at all. So they're, they're well protected with their fleeces now and they're in a sheltered area. But, um, no, it's, it's only weather for ducks and you'd hardly send them out in it at the moment. All ah, right, okay, fair enough. So, it's, yeah, it's like that pretty much everywhere around the country, I think. So, uh, 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 interesting dairy farmers, it seems, are the age profile there is considerably younger than any sor- other sorts of farmers. Why is that? Well, um, there's, there's a couple of reasons. But, I mean, it, it really strikes you when you go into a farmer's meeting. You know, there might be 150 farmers in the, in the room. And if you go into a dairy meeting, the vast majority of them will be, like, under 40, under 45. It's a really young industry now. And that goes back to, you know, six years ago when the milk quotas were lifted. And for the first time in, in well over a generation, you're talking over 30 years, um, yeah, t- over 30 years, you, um, there was an ability to go on and milk cows and for new people to get into the industry. And they got in in their droves. And, you know, the, the forecasters of doom were there saying that, oh, the prices will collapse and all the rest of it. But they haven't, and Board BA and Ornua are doing a great job selling the product that we're producing. Um, and there's plenty of examples as well of where young farmers have told Daddy and Mammy, if you want me to come home, um, you're going to have to get into cows. We're not staying in beef or we're not staying in tillage or whatever the other enterprise is. If you want us home, we're going into dairy. And that was a compromise that was reached in many farm tables around the country over the last couple of years. So when I was growing up, um, if you, you, know, you mentioned Dutch dairy farmers or Danish dairy farmers. Oh, my God, that was the golden grail. If that was the Sam Maguire Cup, that was the McCarthy Cup. That was where you wanted to be. You know, you wanted to be like the Dutch and you wanted to be as efficient as the Danes. And you know what? We're beating the barney out of them at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, young farmers in particular, but I suppose it's all dairy farmers because it's across the sector. Um, you know, we, we've heard about Bia promoting the whole green image and our grass-fed dairy cows and all the rest of it. But young farmers have adapted the science with absolute enthusiasm. And in so doing, they've cut the costs um, of producing milk to an abs- you know, really cut the costs. So they're spreading a lot less fertilizer because they're utilizing the grass better, they're producing better grass that is producing better, you know, milk volumes from cows. And it's, well, they're also, um, you know, they're not having to use as much cereals because they're not having to put cows in areas early in the winter because they have plenty of grass for them. And the result is that they're now creating a profit situation, which is about 43% higher than their EU compatriots. Now, and this is despite the fact that Irish dairy farmers get the lowest milk price in the whole of Europe. They're producing milk so efficiently um, that they're, they're able to beat their neighbours. And when you look at it here, the average price differential between an Irish and a, a, a Dutch farmer, dairy farmer over the last five years is 5.2 cents a litre. And for a 100 cow farmer, 
that is 25,000. 25,000. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's a huge differential in the prices. And yet the Irish farmers, because of what they're doing and the way they're producing milk and using the science, uh, are producing it so much more less costly, which again, you know, makes for the argument that you should be producing produce where it's the, you know, the cheapest to produce. And certainly Ireland can stand there now ranked number one in Europe for efficient production of milk at a very low cost base and despite, and making good incomes out of it, despite the whole problem with um, uh, lower milk prices. Okay, and well, that can good. change too. Yeah. Now, uh, now this is, uh, I suppose, all coming from the uh, Chagas report. The, the rest of the sector, though, is that doing as well? No, 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 not to that, not to go. No, I'm afraid. But that, the the milk price price report it's in um, this week's Farmers Journal. Luck and Allen is the, the guy who, um, who the journalist who has the story, and it's well worth reading for anyone potentially thinking about going into farming or people who are in the industry. They can take a bow and, and look at where they are in comparison to our really. Um, you know, close neighbours. But yeah, the situation on the other farm sectors is not as good, and it's a Chagas report in this time. The other one was also a Chagas report and a CI Cork Institute of Technology report. But this is um, the National Farm Survey, which is a big piece of work that they do every couple of years. And um, it shows that supra farmers, these are the farmers that produce beef. They have the cow, has the calf. You keep the cow for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years or whatever. And she produces a calf and rears the calf to a certain stage. And then another farmer brings it on to a further stage. And then you've got the finishing enterprises. So anyway, the Jackets have discovered through the research that they've done that only 18% of these farms are classed as being economically viable. Now, being economically viable is not driving around the Mercedes. It's um, a minimum wage. The return, the minimum wage, and a 5% return on non-land assets. So they're only looking for the minimum wage and a 5% return on non-land assets would be your machinery, your um, livestock, you know, just about mm. that. It's not the land assets. And basically, 81% or 82% of farmers in the livestock sector can't do that. Uh, that's a huge number. And one of the problems with that is that, um, you know, people who are not able to produce an income to sustain themselves or a family, you end up with an awful lot of farmers in that category who are living alone. And would you believe 22% of farmers who are in that economically um, constrained situation are living alone? And that then has its whole knock-on problems with isolation and vulnerability and health issues and a whole load of stuff, apart from not having the income off the farm. Um, there's all these other kind of side things that happen as well. Now, it's not as bad, quite as bad on sheep farms, but, um, but there's still a, a good number of those, um, you know, classes being at risk of isolation. And certainly in the hill areas, say in Kerry, I've spoken to farmers down there, where there used to be, you know, with the cattle up or the sheep up on the hills, they'd, you know, three or four or five families would go to bring them down and there'd be safety in numbers. But now there's maybe only one or two families that can do that. And it's, it's harder to get uh, sheep off the hills. So again, you're here, you have the whole risk of isolation. So, um, you know, incomes draw people into an industry, draw young people into an industry. And if the income is not there, they're not inclined to come into it. And that's also shown that the gradual increase of farmers in the age bracket of farmers, um, 39, nearly 40% of them are now all aged over 60. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are thinking of retiring at over 60. 
these fellas are only, you know, starting the farm at 60, which is wrong. You know, that's just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Balance against that, though. Uh, there's opportunities for graduates in the food and agri sector where you're like pretty well paid to do a master's. It must be the best paid master's in the country. Um, yeah, this is Board B. They're running these two year master's programs in the agri food sector. And the payment is twenty five to thirty thousand euro a year, or maybe now is it a year or is it a I'm not hundred percent now whether it's a, a year or whether that's for the two years. But either way it's good going because um this is uh it's about class based in the um UCD's Michael Smurford Business Graduate School. It's so it's class based, but it's also out on the ground. And this is about um enough of the graduates or the, the people who are on these this masters travel abroad where they are really their job is to develop a market for an Irish product, be it like water or um beer or whiskey or dairy produce or yogurts or whatever it is, to literally find the market for that product in the country that they go to, working maybe with a third party in that country. So they really it's a great program. They get fantastic um um experience. Uh, both the practical and at the theoretical level, and it's well worth looking at. There's two strands for these um, for these programs. One is the um, for graduates straight out of college, and the other one is for people who have a few years experience. So don't let the fact that you didn't go to college or that you're working in the industry maybe without a, a college degree put you back. You know, put in your application. Um, everything is on the the board beer website www.boardbeer.ie. So well worth thinking about now, and now a tough process to get in on it, but uh, well worth considering. Right, thanks a million for speaking with us today, Mairead Lavery. There, we're going to uh, take a break. After that, the secret Soviet maps. Moncrief on News Talk with the Dacia Range. Drive away today with no payments for the first three months.